This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the voice of milk in Congress with customers and in communities. Learn more at voiceofmilk.com. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Ag organizations are calling on USDA to give producers more time to sign up for the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program. In a letter to USDA today, a cross-section of ag and commodity groups asked the department to extend the sign-up deadline and adjust eligibility criteria and payment limit language for the program. According to the letter, many commodities are lagging significantly behind what they initially expected to collect in payments, and specialty crop growers are participating in rates that hover in the single digits for some products. Phil Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com. Coronavirus relief talks have stalled on Capitol Hill after a couple weeks of negotiations have failed to produce an agreement. Trump administration negotiators had originally set today as their deadline to produce an agreement, and if a deal wasn't secured by then, they would pursue action by executive order. Today, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Republicans have rejected an offer to lighten the financial load of the Democratic proposal. Yesterday, I offered to them, we'll take down a trillion if you add a trillion in. They said absolutely not. If we could do that, if we take down a trillion and they add a trillion, we'll be within range. We'll be within range. But we must meet the needs of the American people. We could come down some because we can change the dates of expiration, the rest of that, but not undermine our priorities to meet the needs of the American people. Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer met with White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin this afternoon. Schumer said it was a disappointing meeting, and Mnuchin emerged saying he would recommend Trump take executive action over the weekend. Pennsylvania Republican Glenn Thompson says he expects the Senate to lead the way on whatever the next bill might be. We know that anything that passes at this point when it comes to dealing in response to this pandemic, uh, supporting the agriculture industry, supporting just restoring a robust economic recovery all around, it has to start in the Senate. Because the Senate by nature has to get to 60 votes. So that it, it will have a bipartisan foundation when it comes to the House. He says he doesn't expect the agriculture provisions in the bill to hold things up. I actually think from what I see uh, being discussed that perhaps one of the most um, Hopefully, the, the, some of the bigger consensus points of whatever we do next uh, is in the agriculture arena, actually, with what's, what's being talked about, what's being proposed, and, and uh, you know, what was actually put into the CARES 2.0 Heals Act. There's more from Thompson, including his thoughts on when is the right time to pursue a new farm bill on this week's Washington Week in Review on agripulse.com. Weather concerns have a watchful eye on crop progress across the Corn Belt. Agripulse's Ben Nully has more. Drought-like conditions across the western Corn Belt are testing seed varieties for corn. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey is watching a dry spot in western Iowa, but notes cooler-than-normal temperatures are lowering threats to yields. We have seen examples in recent years where we have had cool droughts that have not had major implications on yield potential. And this will be a good test this year in some of those drier areas of western and central Iowa, northeastern Nebraska just to see how corn and soybeans do perform under drought conditions without extreme heat. Over the next couple of days, Rippey says a slow-moving cold front across the Midwest will bring significant rainfall through the upper Mississippi Valley. could see anywhere from one to three inches of rain over the next week. Some of that rain may extend southward into the driest areas across western and central Iowa and eastern Nebraska, 
but we're not expecting any appreciable relief. Uh, total should be mostly an inch or less across most of that drought-affected area. Rippy expects high temperatures to return to normal next week, but does not expect extreme temperatures in the upper 90s that typically create heat stress for drought-affected crops. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative provides dairy farmers throughout the Midwest with a powerful voice, the voice of milk, in Congress, with customers, and within their communities. Edge is one of the top cooperatives in the country based on milk volume. Learn how Edge empowers farmers and listen to our Dairy Stream podcast at voiceofmilk.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.